Welcome to WTTS In Conversation. I'm Matt Pelser. Big thanks to our sponsor, Indigo. This is the sound of a rewarding career. Hop into the driver's seat at Indigo and steer your career forward. Apply now at indigo.net slash employment. Before I get into what we talked about, let me just set the scene. Cannons were in Cleveland visiting the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They had tucked into this old isolation booth from an old exhibit and they were doing the interview in there. We were on Zoom and I was told there wouldn't be any video, which happens a lot, it's fine. But when they came on, the video was on and it it just really helped the conversation. I could see them, they could see me, we had a great time. So great that I didn't even think to tell Michelle that it was okay to put her arm down because she, she was holding up the phone the whole time. But as you'll hear, I don't think she cared either. They were all so sweet and forthcoming about Everything from their anxiety about playing big crowds like last year's Lollapalooza, how they do all their own production even now that they're on a major label, and we get into how they write their songs together. So let's do it. Let's talk to Michelle, Paul, and Ryan of Cannons. Okay, do we have Cannons? Hey, what's up? Hey, it looks like, okay, I know we're not doing video, but if you're doing video, I'm doing video. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. Why not, guys? Yeah, we're hiding out in... uh, We're at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in In Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. We found a little spot here to do the interview. (laughs) (laughs) Doing the interview from Rock Hall. The quietest little section we could find. Yeah, so there's some music playing here, but... Did you find the spot you guys are going to occupy here in a few years? Yeah, we got uh, <laughs> we opened a spot. You got Paul your corner did. picked out? Right sure. on. <laughs> Paul already started playing I wrote, here. I wrote my name on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Paul, Ryan, Michelle, thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. No problem. Yeah, no problem. We, um, we talked about a year ago when you guys played us a virtual set for our Sun King Studio 92 live performance series. Uh, a lot right. of fun. Yeah. Yeah, and at that time we were I mean we were still kind of deep in the pandemic and I think your experience in finding the kind of success that you've found as a band it's kind of unique in that you hit as the world was shut down you went from I'm sure playing smaller gigs as you were coming up and then everything stopped and then fire for you made it onto the Netflix show uh, never ever ever and and then things really started happening but you couldn't really play shows around that you couldn't capitalize on that really in in a in a traditional way michelle i'm sure it was welcome but it had to have been kind of surreal maybe a shock to go from that to coming back to live performances and and much bigger enthusiastic audiences who knew you yeah it was um i kind of one thing i thought was good thing for me at least was that when fire for you blew up and we um we had time to not perform live. I felt like it was good for me to be able to dive into working on the album, us to work on the album and have time to mentally prepare for live performances. Like, cause I had no idea how to handle an audience like Lollapalooza or something. Like it took me a little bit of time to, you know, digest what you were about to dive into, prepare for it. <laughs> and, I, and still, I don't think we even knew what we were about to get into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Little. So, Paul, you bring up a great point there because it's like you can either psych yourself up for it or you can just jump right in, but you weren't afforded that opportunity to just jump right into it and get used to it. As you yeah. saw these big dates like Lollapalooza on the horizon and you weren't used to something like that, did that mess with your head? 
a little bit because we didn't get to play any like warm-up gigs or anything. No, <laughs> we, we just rehearsed a lot yeah. and more than we ever have for any <laughs> anything yeah. before. And I was having nightmares. I remember that I was stuck to the stage Me and too. I couldn't get up. <laughs> Paul was having nightmares. But like once we got on the stage, all of this like fear that I had for an audience with thousands of people just dissipated because I just felt the energy of the crowd and it felt so like exciting and I don't know all the all the fears kind of went away and I didn't expect that to happen I expected to kind of be shaken up there <laughs> but yeah we dove into it and it's been like such an incredible experience since we've been back to playing shows festivals playing our first headline tour it's just been really really awesome That's we've been having a blast that's great. <laughs> right. So I've I, I I have loved uh Night Drive and Shadows and, and now this new record Fever Dream. And what impresses me about it, uh, Paul, is the consistency and the sound between the records. I remember talking to you a year ago. This was kind of a DIY thing that you guys did for a while. Uh, you know, the way you, you did your work, you were handling the technical side of things, the production, with this being a major label record. How much help did you get this time around on that front? It's the exact same process that we did. Before. Really? Oh, that's so <laughs> yeah. refreshing to hear. Which is really cool because Columbia has been so cool. I've gotten literally zero, zero. notes yeah. or anything. They're just like, do what you do. and like. Yeah, we were waiting for some notes because yeah. we're like, oh, this is our first yeah. album on a major label. When we turned it in, we were like, I wonder what they're going to say. And they were just like, we love it. <laughs> so, did you okay. take that as sort of a... a a license or as i don't know as sort of validation for the way you've been doing things sure did I mean, that feel good that's what i did in the first place so yeah, yeah. and it is cool to see like at least for me to see on the some like articles and things about us or like canons mm. like you know write mix master sure. produce like everything mm. you know is just us mm. i mean obviously eventually we want to like branch out and just try different things maybe work with some people one day but like we do have so much fun writing together and being able to like put our hearts out there into every aspect and make sure we're all like and just, yeah. just to be able to have that creative freedom is yeah. the best part about it and, mm -hmm. and ryan i gotta get your perspective on all these things too I and mean, we talked about sure. michelle's nightmares before the Lollapalooza gig and um the validation of Paul's production work where where are you in all of this as this evolution is happening this very sort of uh, accelerated evolution I'm just going with the flow <laughs> <laughs> you're the guy riding the wave yeah oh, Ryan's, Ryan's the demo master he yeah demos like he gets, his, yeah, he, gets a, he gets a lot of things <laughs> kicking and rolling <laughs> yeah. and um do, yeah it doesn't stop writing demos <laughs> just, I think yeah they even started writing on tour well you need I, that don't see that but a little bit you need that kind of thing you 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 need you need that freedom um person off to the side who's like hey you know what we're still a band we got to get music um and yeah. we got to have these starter ideas it's great it's absolutely essential Stop and subscribe. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> we talk about michelle's stage presence and the latest album fever dream up next but at first i've got to thank indigo indigo is hiring full-time coach operators right now put yourself in the driver's seat when it comes to launching your career indigo offers competitive pay outstanding benefits and the ability to make a difference in the community apply at indigo.net today now back to Cannons. 
So I watched the video for Tunnel of You, which it's already got a lot of eyes on it. Well done. Um, there, there are a few different shots in the video, a lot of angles in the car, but there's also just, you know, the band doing what you do. Ryan and Paul back there, and Michelle up front. And Michelle, you got a tough job because when you're singing a song like that, and, and, and a lot of your other songs you, that just have this sort of slow and dreamy but heavy beat, you got to be you got to be doing stuff. And it's not like there's choreography or maybe there is. I don't know. But it seems very free form in the moment. Who are the singers you've admired who kind of do the same thing? Oh, um, let's see. Just with like their stage presence. Are yeah, because when I okay. when I see you, I see like early Stevie Nicks, you know, or, or things like yeah. that where you're kind of kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, I do feel a little Stevie Nicks in me. I do like, I love Tina Turner. I just bought, um, since we are at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I just bought a Tina Turner book. I bought a Dolly Parton book and then a Beatles lyric book. But yeah, I would say I don't, I don't like anything too choreographed or fake feeling. I do like to genuinely just feel the music and be there. Has anyone ever tried to make you do that though? choreograph stuff yeah like has um, anyone ever suggested things like that a little bit but they've suggested things that i've already done naturally and like just organize those um so like even the fire free video the moves i was doing and stuff was what i naturally did without really paying attention and then um was just suggested like to keep doing certain things at a certain time in the order if we're doing videos and stuff but it is really natural you know I've heard, Michelle, that that song was inspired by black holes, and that got me all excited because oh. I'm a space nerd. And it, it Well, <laughs> yeah, so the song started out, um, Ryan started out the song, and he had a first verse for it that was really beautiful and kept that. And then I, with the chorus, I definitely was trying to take it to a place where, yeah, you're falling into something like a black hole, like that just is all encapsulating and there's nothing you can do. You can't get out of it, you know, and it's just like takes over your entire existence. Uh, Ryan, the track on the new album that stood out for me is not a single, not yet anyway, Strangers. I think it's the fact that it's up-tempo. And Michelle, I love the way your voice floats into some higher territory on the song Strangers. I really like Strangers. Um, Ryan, is there anything specific that you can tell me about how that one came together? Yeah, kind of like most of the songs I'll just demo you know, uh, an idea or like a vibe. And then I send it to Paul and, um, then kind of Paul gets it really rolling. And then usually we all meet up. Um, and then we kind of try to flesh out, um, some top line ideas. That one in particular, I feel like we just wrote it really quick together. Yeah. We were all together for that. Nice when it happens that way. Right. When it comes together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Usually those just are the best ones. Out. That was one of those uh, courses that Michelle came up with. Where I was like, oh, where'd that come from? Like, and he was like, like, do that again. Yeah, do it again. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes I'll just sit, yeah. just sing nonsense into the mic. Like yeah. when we're together, we all will. And then See sometimes it's like. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, when, but when it comes together that fast, it shows that you're trusting your instincts, right? Does it feel that way when it's happening? Yeah. yeah. I feel like usually the first things that we do are the best things. Mm. And then if we overthink it and try to uh, bend it into something that it's not it's really not, going into, it's it, kind of when we put ourselves into a box. Yeah. Yeah. We usually don't finish those ones. When we try too hard. 
<laughs> yeah, because you can. It's so easy to just try too hard to feel the pressure, but you gotta you gotta kind of shed let that it, somehow. Yeah, and let the song be what it wants to be. I think is important too, because yeah. like when we're together, like when we're not forcing it, when we're just like having fun and just like not really thinking about it, just trying to see what feels and sounds good naturally. Things do fall into place, and we all know when it's right. Like we're all like, yes, yep. <laughs> you know. Did you feel like that was the case with um, most of this record, or half this record, or what? Yeah, all, I think all of it. Mm -hmm. I feel like yeah. we're the kind of band where, like, we want to feel something from our songs, sure. and if we are not getting that feeling, we usually kind of just scrap it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a good. That's yeah. a good uh, method, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we're a pretty vibey band, so if we're not vibing with it, then you know, why release it? Yeah. Yeah. Michelle, you made a pretty cool list recently, the uh, Create and Cultivate 100, 100 oh, women yeah. making big impacts on the world. You, you're, uh, of course, recognized in the music and entertainment category with a bunch of other uh, remarkable women, notably Adele. What was that yeah. like to be recognized like that? Oh, I thought that was incredible. I know. Yeah. Adele was like right above or under me on the list. And I was just like, what? I'll take it. Yeah. I think that's really cool because, you know, there's so many accomplishments that we've, you know, over the past like two years that I realized was kind of difficult, especially for like a female fronted band. Like I know in the alternative world, having a number one song last year and then in a number three song this year there's not that many bands with females in the top even hundred there's probably like five you know what i mean so um to see that i feel like it's really inspiring uh to other females out there so i felt really honored to be recognized you know in that way it seems like these dates have been going really well you've been selling out some shows are you getting some energy from the audience is there sort of a consistency in the way the show looks feels from venue to venue yeah it's crazy because, like, I'm pretty sure, like, when I looked at our list, we've sold out almost all of the shows on our tour yeah. now. So all sold all, out. All but it's three. all sold out. All but three, but they, they, they're going to sell out. But our agent was like, yeah, it's just about sold out. So, and, you know, the night of, then usually they do sell out. But it's crazy because it's our first headline tour, and we had no idea that, like, we would have so much love in all these cities. Like, people are dressing up like us. They are. <laughs> are they um, really? Yeah. Yeah, yep. they're going like legitimately the one of the shows that was at denver a couple came dressed up in my hurricane outfit um with the red outfit with the cross straps exactly what i was wearing in and Pittsburgh, then someone was gold, dressed up like me from hurricane like him from hurricane <laughs> there was gold robes in the audience like from hurricane we're, we're gonna start doing canon's halloween outfits this year so. <laughs> anybody with fake blood coming out of their nose no, <laughs> yeah, like the hurricane video but, yeah, no. Only the real blood. Oh, no. Only the real blood. <laughs> and, then and then two at our like meet and greets and stuff, we get to meet the, uh, some of the people in the cities and almost everyone that like we do get to meet, they're like, oh, well, I wore my Canon's clothes. So this one lady's like, she's like, I wore my leather pants today. Cause you seem to wear leather pants. Some guy made a shirt with like, it was like this mesh shirt with like jewels and crystals he put all over mm -hmm. it. Um, people are wearing all their sparkly stuff. So it's like a, it feels like a, party with a theme and everyone's just ready to like enter the canons universe and they're dressed for it and they're singing along to all the songs and we're just having a blast feels like the regular picture show or something like that yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. an event yeah <laughs> the future boogie universe um mm -hmm. are, you, are you guys in a tour bus now 
Yes. Have you upgraded? Yeah. Oh, good. Thank goodness. Ryan, what's that yeah, like? Get... Isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah. We have bunch of these old tour bus. <laughs> For real? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay. Because, you know, those things move around. You know, you get them from a rental place, and sometimes it comes with the history. Or maybe they prefer to keep that away from you. But, yeah, we've got a bus. It's it's great because, like, we can uh, play the shows, and then we can go back to the bus and, and get some sleep instead of having to, like, drive to the next city. Yeah. And, like, the, the first opening tour we did in November, December was a little rough. Ryan was doing most of the driving, so, but he loves driving. But I mean, it's kind of rough. Drive. Yeah. Because <laughs> then every single night we play a show, be exhausted, have to drive to the next city, get to sleep at four o'clock, and then have to wake up at like 4 a.m., get to sleep, and then have to wake up at like eight, nine to finish the drive to the next city, and then do it all over again every day. So it was really hard, but also really fun, but difficult. Yeah. So, it, bus is easier. It helps us like look and feel like human beings for the vip show and the show yeah. without being like completely drained out exactly mm. so i i'm pretty sure there's probably an obvious answer to this question but maybe there isn't maybe i'll be surprised what is the song that um that drives people crazy as soon as it starts it's oh, on view now yeah yeah, it's, it's yeah. A view. purple yeah. sun's a big purple sun's purple so sun. good hurricane um and fire for you fire yeah. for you yeah evening stars. right when it starts yeah we've been doing evening stars like an encore and it's been crushing every single it, show it really has <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is cool to cool to see because it's one of our first songs that we kind of got some success from before being on a label so it's nice to see our fan base is like going in the deep dive of our catalog yeah in bad dream too i feel like when it starts everyone's like because that brought us a lot of new fans because it's been on radio, like um, during our VIP, sometimes I'll ask people like how they first heard about us. And a lot of people have said radio, Bad Dream's the first song. So it's a lot of Bad Dream. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We're digging Bad Dream uh, in a big way. Thank you so much for having a chat and um, best of Thank luck you. with the rest yep. of the tour. Cheers, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. And thanks again to Michelle for holding up the phone the whole time while we talked. I still can't believe I made her do that. If I ever get a chance to talk to them again, I'm going to make sure she knows I remember that. Uh, And thank you for listening. This has been WTTS In Conversation. Subscribe to this podcast and find more at WTTSFM.com, where you can also stream us. I'm on every weekday morning. Follow WTTS on socials at WTTSFM. I'm at Matt Pelster Radio. Back again in a couple weeks. Talk to you then.